This con report contains adult language, mature situations, upcoming comic news, cosplay critiques, and reviews of purchases. Listener discretion is advised. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain the only thing that's real the needle tears a hole the old familiar sting try to kill it all away but I remember everything what have I become my sweetest friend everyone I know goes away in the Comic-Con 2016. Hello and welcome to another con port brought to you by www.spark.com. Some podcasts and reviews about connecting dance narratives. I'm your host, Zan, saying konnichiwa, aloha, bonjourno, and what's up? Yes, I just got back from New York Comic-Con and I am exhausted, excited, and a bit... How do I say this? I'm still pumped from this con, but not as much as it usually is because I've been to a lot of Comic-Cons, and this one, while a lot of really cool things happened, it was also kind of a mixed bag because some of the stuff that was going on was a little crazy. Now, also I do apologize, I have a small six-year-old running around doing crazy things my nephew's over, so if you hear some background noise, I do apologize. But, so... Besides that, let's get to this. So beforehand, remember you can check out any of our earlier con ports or our manga review, anime review, game review, movie reviews at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekin at gmail.com. I am at zanspirekin.com. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, MySpace, Tumblr, Snapchat, and all those other lovely social media sites. You can check all this information out at the show notes and... Leave us some comments and put us some likes on iTunes. I'd appreciate it. That's kind of instead of giving us money, just say you like us on iTunes. It gives me a little bit of a happy feeling when I see another star rating because I've kind of gone down the weeks. I know I've been, it's been a crazy year. I've been out because of medical stuff, but hey, I'm back. I'm psyched. I'm excited. Things are looking up and hopefully next year is going to be a lot better than this one, but I digress. So now let's get to the part you all wait for when I talk about, I'm talking about the review of New York Comic Con 2016, which happened again at the Javits Center in New York City. Now, this year was a little more packed than last couple of years, but it also seemed very different because they actually had panels way outside of the original center. There's actually were panels at the Hammerstein Ballroom. There were panels a couple blocks away, and it left things a little bit more open. But on the other hand, if you want to see some of the panels which were out at those areas, you'd be waiting for six hours outside in the rain as opposed to being able to, I can walk around, then go to the panel. It was a little weird, but you got used to it, and it was crazy. Now, I was there, as usual, for four days. I was there Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it's no longer preview night. 
on Thursday because they literally start at 10 o'clock and they close at 8. It is a regular full functioning day and it was pretty, well, it wasn't empty, but it wasn't packed either. It was a little bit of both. It was a little bit different and I have to admit it was a little crazy to to see so many people there on a Thursday. Also, Sunday was also a little crazy too because there was a lot going on. But then again, I had brought my nephew using the kids pass to see how he would like this con and while he did enjoy it it was easy for him to navigate even though the food there is terrible i'm not gonna lie the javits center has the worst food possible if you want to get real food you don't go to the javits center you either eat street meat outside or you eat at one of the restaurants that new york has or sorry manhattan has so now that i've given a little bit of a babble let's get into this so how was new york comic-con 2016 like now as usual for those of you listen to our different con reviews, you know I break it down into various parts from dealer's room, panels, guests, cosplayers, etc. So let's start off with the main thing which you go to New York Comic Con for, the show floor. Now the show floor this year was pretty intense and good. Not going to lie, you had a lot going on and it was broken up a little bit better even though they made a very unusual choice of putting all of the games were in the basement. So you had to go downstairs in the area where it used to be panels and autographs. That's now where a lot of the games are. So if you want to get a board game, you want to hear about some of the more unique panel stuff, like the Westworld booth was in the basement in the middle of nothing, and it looked really cool. You had girls dressed up as the robots from it, and you had a guy there saying, hello, welcome, um, we're from the Westworld Corporation. If you want, you can sign up for a vacation. Very realistic, they're acting. But it looked really cool, but they have it relegated to the basement. Also, for some weird reason, you had a haunted house down there that said, oh, go through this and you could deal with the haunted house and you could sign up for this thing happening in Halloween. But I was like, that just seems like it's completely out of nowhere. I don't know why they had it there, but it was just, it seemed a little out of place. That was the first thing. Now, the block itself... The block is the more indie stuff, a lot of the more sellers. You have like the car dealers, people drinking power drinks, a lot of the video games. Their big thing was the new series by Elijah Wood that's on BBC that's based on the Douglas Adams novel. Dick Gently's Holistic Detective Agency, they had actually an escape the room. And I was there with Hope. She stopped by. We hung out on Friday. And it was cool to actually go in there and check it out. We didn't solve it. We failed by maybe two minutes. We figured it out eventually. But at first, like, how do we do this? Do we figure this out? This makes no sense. It's not working. I don't understand how this works. But it was pretty cool to figure out how to put it together. And I like Escape the Rooms, even though I've only passed maybe one. So maybe next time I could try again, I could actually beat Dick Gently's Sorry, Dirk Gently's Holistic Detective Agency. I keep saying Dick, it's Dirk. But this was a very cool thing. You had that there. You had the energy drink guy pushing his energy drinks, which still tastes disgusting and gross. You had a couple of the gamers there, and you actually had a panel section in the middle of the block. For no reason, you could just walk up and look at people and say, ooh, look, there's this guy. While we were waiting for Dirk Gently to get in the the escape the room, there was Luke Bassan, like, 20 feet from me giving a panel and I was like oh my god that's Luke Bazan and he was promoting his new film which is coming out called Valeria and the City of a Thousand Plants based on the original comic book Valerian and uh, I want to say Lucero I didn't write down her name because I can't remember at the time but it's a very iconic comic book 
that's French that has influenced so many different series from Star Wars to most modern day sci-fi. It's an intriguing comic and the movie sounds amazing. He also talked about a lot of the other little things that he's worked on, including Fifth Element. And it was kind of cool to see Luke Besson because, hey, I know him from Leon the Professional. He is kind of a little bit of a hero, even though I did not like his last film. Lucy was not a good film, but I digress. So it was cool to see him there. You had that going on. Then in the main show floor, of course, Marvel had their gigantic booth. You had DC had their decent booth. Midtown Comics, their booth was there. You had all of the various manga publishers all over the place and actually my favorite was yen press because yen press had something very awesome and that's actually what i'm going to talk about in a little bit but they were promoting their guest and i was so happy to see their guest i wish i had the press pass this year because i really wanted to get an interview with the creator of spice and wolf izuna hasakura and it was cool that they were there. They were promoting all their different books coming out. I actually had different recordings of their interviews. I may be releasing them. I may not. I'm having some problems with my portable hard drive. I put a lot of the recordings on there. Hopefully, I can salvage it and we can release it. Just stay tuned. I'll be publishing it. But it was cool to hear the things that they were promoting and pimping out. And there was a lot they were pimping out. There's a lot of good series. They had the Overlord light novels. They had the light novels for... Bacano, and then, like I said, the big thing was they had the Spice and Wolf Collector's Edition, the big giant book collector's edition. It's like a fucking Claire Bible. It's gigantic. It is printed amazingly. The font looks great. It comes with an actual cloth bookmark, which is actually part of the book. I so wanted it. I went to get it. I went there Sunday to get it, and they were sold out. And I was like, shit, I would have paid $150 for this fucking book because it looks amazing. Maybe I'll find it online, or maybe they'll do another printing, because that book looks amazing. And also, it's Spice and Wolf. Hopefully, we get to review it sometime soon, because it is such a good series about economics and about wolf girls, which is kind of cool. Again, I'm getting ahead of myself. So, you had Kodansha. Kodansha was promoting all of their new stuff, including the anthology for Attack on Titan, which finally came out. Now, for those who don't know, the Attack on Titan anthology was the book which was based on a bunch of actual western comic artists doing different attack on titan stuff and they had the actual book there they're they're promoting it they sold it i actually picked it up and it's interesting it's very different i mean one of them is very meta it's about a bunch of people who are dressed up as titans at a convention and then suddenly a real titan shows up and it's like what the fuck it's like yeah they're a comic con everything's all good and then a giant titan comes and kills them and you're like okay that makes no sense or the the person who adopts a giant baby titan and Again, art styles are very different, but it is cool to see Attack on Titan is still popular in the Western world. So you had that, you had that, you had Funimation's booth was somewhere. I really couldn't find it. It was a little weird that I couldn't find Funimation. Vertical was there, and they were promoting some of their good books. Uh, They didn't have a panel this year, which was really weird because I was surprised that they didn't have a panel. I was just like, no Vertical panel this year? He's like, no, I'm not going to do it this year. And I was a little sad because I like Vertical comics. I think they release a lot of great stuff and they are one of the better publishers i hope they keep that steam going and they keep going because i wouldn't want to lose them they're like i said they're the bread and butter of the manga world because i mean yeah you have viz who they've been around the longest and speaking of viz we'll get to that in a moment but you have viz you have yen press you have seven seas you have kodansha and it's just to see any of them go away it's kind of sad I mean, even Tokyo Pop, who I bitch about because Stu Levy ruined that company, but they still 
it's good to see manga companies still out there and they still try like to for those of you who are some are knowledgeable about comics it's like they are the image or yeah they're the image of the comic world i mean the big one is still kodansha and viz but vertical should be that more adult the dark horse of the group that's just a dark horse but anyway so now the other thing viz viz's booth was amazing because viz had since their anniversary they had a huge wall of drawings of every single mangaka that works for them drawing a congratulations happy birthday with their signature characters so you had ranma there from Ramiko Takahashi. You had Edward from Full Metal Alchemist. You had One Piece. You had Dragon Ball. You had so many cool drawings on this wall. It was beautiful. I was like, oh my god, it's cool. Look, there's Jojo. Oh, look, there's uh, Johan from Monster. It's all these cool characters. It's a giant wall. It was really cool. I took pictures of it. It looked just, it showed how much the company's beloved and it worked so well. Now, DC, their thing was, as you now going to Western Comics, DC's booth, as usual, they had it on the bottom floor where they put all their standees and they had more costumes from their upcoming films. And let's be honest right now, Wonder Woman, I hope it does good, but honestly, I don't know anymore. I mean, we thought Suicide Squad was going to be amazing and it was not good, so we'll see. Seeing the Wonder Woman costume was cool. There was a whole retrospective for Wonder Woman. In the block also, the retrospective actually had all these different artists drawing Wonder Woman, and that was kind of cool. And I was expecting the Linda Carter music, that Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, to start playing, but it didn't. Um, the other people that were there, Del Rey and all the other little first second comics was there, and they're awesome as usual. I love seeing them because they're so cool, and they do have a lot of great publications. Actually, since I got a bunch, I'm going to be reviewing them over the next couple of months. The next one we're reviewing is Demon, which... That's pretty weird and out there, but we'll talk about that when it comes to that. So from that part of the dealer's room, then you have the basic comics and other garbage section, which is, okay, you have the non, the single dealers who are selling their used comics. You have the guys who are selling the covers for the comics or the wall mounts so you can put your comics on the wall. You had the people who were selling bowlers. One person was actually making their own felt fedoras and fezes, which looked kind of cool. But then as I saw the price, it was $70 for a Fez, which is the size of, well, a Dixie cup. And I was like, I'm not spending $70 for a velvet Fez. I mean, if it was a giant Fez and it was $30, maybe, but not $70. I mean, hey, I may be wrong and Fez is maybe $2,000. That's cheap. I honestly don't know. But that's what we're trying to find out in the future, you know? I don't know. I'm just, I'm not a clothes guy, so I didn't really want to get that. There's a couple other clothes vendors who were selling some stuff, which was cool. You had a lot of fantasy armor sellers. You had the guy who sells all the steampunk stuff there. You had a lot of various other little odds and ends sellers there. You had a lot of little local comic shops. I found Kinokuya way back in the corner, and the anime presence, like I said, the anime manga presence is so small at NYCC. It's very sad. I hope that we get a new anime con there just as opposed to it being you know we're gonna take you this fandom and put it in the corner because it's not really that popular i mean yeah you had the viz booth which is gigantic and amazing you had a couple of other booths that were really big but for the most part it was very sparse and simple it wasn't as big as marvel with a big sign and stanley at his last 
signing there with hundreds of people around him. That's a shame because he's Stan Lee. I mean, he's the fucking watcher, man. He's the watcher of the Marvel Universe. He's in every single one. And I just, you know, sad to see him going. So from there you had, after the dealer's room, you have the artist alley, which was kind of cool. You had a lot of really good artists there. You had uh, a lot of writers there for some reason in the artist alley, which made no sense. And the creator of Last Unicorn was back again. You had Humberto Ramos again. You had a couple other artists, but for the most part, it was very spry. It was kind of empty and it wasn't as good. The signings, a lot more, a lot more organized this year. The signing section actually had a masseuse. And I paid some money to get a massage, which wasn't bad. My friends waited to meet a certain celebrity, which that was garbage. Because they said, yeah, they'll be here. And it wasn't there. There's a whole confusion with that. But it wasn't that bad. The whole artist alley slash autograph section. So overall, it was a lot more disorganized than I'm used to. But there was a little bit of harmony in this chaos. And... Some of the booths that were outstanding, like I said, Viz Booth was outstanding. Yen Press was outstanding. Kodansha was outstanding. Marvel, outstanding. Dark Horse, I saw him for like a minute and it looks okay, kind of. It wasn't, it didn't pop. Hopefully next year they'll fix this and they'll make it sound a lot better. And I'm hoping they fix it because it's a great con. You just got to fix things. And like I said, big thing is you have to get your shit together and make it so that the anime population does not dislike the con because manga is a big deal they are comics it's not like they're not fucking comics the thing is that manga are japanese comics that are popular around the fucking world you cannot ignore that demographic i mean anime yeah you could push it to the corner but manga is a big deal i mean look at comic Cat. comic Cat has bigger numbers than new york comic con but okay i'm geeking out about that let me calm down you guys know i'm a manga fan that's why we were originally inspired in manga review but let's get to the actual next part now from there we have the actual panels themselves, and they were all over the place. You had some really good ones and some really bad ones. You had strange ones and cool ones. You had stuff from Doctor Who and BBC with the Dirk Gently panel. You had the panel, which I inadvertently stumbled onto, which was the Valeria and the City of a Thousand Plants panel. You had the Rooster Teeth panel. And also for Crunchyroll, which I went to because Crunchyroll was there and their booth was decent, they had a couple of cool announcements. The big announcements is that they had a new project coming out called Children of Ether, which is a Crunchyroll exclusive. They also picked up Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. But the big thing is that they're now part of VRV Network. So they're now affiliated with Funimation, Rooster Teeth, and Nerdist. So they may be getting a little bit more pull and they may be a little popular than they are. I mean, they're really popular. The biggest streaming service for anime i think they're like third to netflix and hulu maybe i think i'm not sure i mean i like them a lot better but again i digress they also talked about a couple of the new titles coming out like yuri on ice and all those lovely things that we as geeks love so besides that panel you had the interview with izuna hasakura and you had his whole spectacular event which I had to beg and plead to get into. Like, the first part was meh. It was hard because you, the signing was impossible. But actually hearing him talk, that was really cool. And it was chilled to sit there and listen to him talk about all the cool things that were going on. And let's be honest, it is really cool to hear him talk about why he decided to make Spice and Wolf the way it was. And where it's going on with the sequel, which is called Spice and Parchment. And 
um, just like I said, it was a really good experience. It was similar to the Moyoka Ano panel, but just it was there's so much more love for the property in this for some reason. It was similar to that Terry Pratchett panel. There was love in the room. It was just like it was fans who actually were endearing. I went to the uh, DC Rebirth panel, and well, looks like they're fixing everything that went wrong, but I don't know. I'm kind of on the fence with it. I'm like, okay, you fucked up everything, and now you're going to try and retcon it by saying things didn't happen or some omnipotent being caused it to happen? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Marvel panel, I... Unfortunately, because the last day was all, all the good panels were on, I was chauffeuring a small child. I couldn't really go to any of them. But I did hear a lot of good things about the upcoming Logan movie, though. And they revealed the title, and you have the whole thing with on Bleecker Street. They had the sign with Hugh Jackman there. And I did hear a lot of good things about that. And it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm excited for them doing a story based on old man Logan. I mean, we're going to see where it all goes. Uh, hey, it's Logan, you know? It's just... Well, anyway... I did see one Marvel panel, and that was the one which made me very happy. I missed the Legion panel. I missed the Spider-Man panel. But I got to see the Iron Fist Defenders panel, and that was off the fucking hook. I mean, besides the fact that you had Diamondback show up, you had John Berthenthal show up, you saw clips from the actual premiere of Iron Fist, you saw a lot of cool questions asked, you saw the fist light up, you saw a lot of very choice images, and they kept it, and it was an hour long. But the end of the panel was what made it worth it, because you had all the Defenders show up. And then they revealed the villain. They didn't reveal the character, but the actress playing the villain in Defenders is Sigourney Weaver. I was like, what? Sigourney? Who the hell is she supposed to be? Is she going to be Mad Hydra? Is she going to be some other character? She could be a member of the Hand? We don't know, but it was an awesome reveal. And just, it was mouth-dropping, like, mouth-drop after mouth-drop after mouth-drop. I had so much fun at that panel, and it was really cool to see what was going on and what they're going to show next. I'm excited for Iron Fist. I really hope that it lives up to my expectations, and I hope that it is as awesome as Luke Cage was, as Jessica Jones was, and as Daredevil has been. Even though a lot of people say the second season of Daredevil isn't bad, and I do admit it kind of falls apart in that second half, but it is a good show. I think they're all really good shows, and I hope that Iron Fist is just as good. I'm going to be hopefully optimistic. That's what we should be here, optimistic. So, the other panels that went on. We had the Westworld panel, which, again, I couldn't even get into. John Wick 2 and the Power Rangers panels were both the Hammerstein Ballroom, and the lines for them were insane. I did see pictures from them, and he was there. Of course, Keanu would be there, but again, you could see Keanu on the subway in Manhattan. He's just there, and he looked apparently really shelby. But, hey, it's John Wick 2, and that movie was really good, and I'm excited for the sequel. I can't wait to see it. The Power Rangers one, I've heard a lot of good things from the panel. They said it was really cool, and a lot of the various images they showed give you a little bit of hope for this remake, reboot, whatever. At least it's not like the Ninja Turtles where they kind of fucked it up and then they fixed it. I'm hoping they fix it and it's cool, but we're going to find out and we're going to... So the other big thing was Guillermo del Toro was there doing his release for his new animated series, Troll Hunter, which is starring the late Anton Yeltsin. It's a CG series about a kid who gets an amulet and he fights trolls. And they said it's a really good show. I mean, you have also Kelsey Grammer in it, and I don't really know too much. Like I said, that was another panel I had to miss because babysitting. But I'm hearing good things, and 
so the panels this year were a little more outstanding and a little more engaging and we're going to see where they all go and what's going to happen next. And hopefully next year, if I get a press pass, I can actually interview some of these creators and see where they're going to go. Maybe I can get into some of the more good panels. I want to really get into the Marvel. But anyway, I'm battling and, and wishing. This is a review. You don't want to hear me. Anyway, so from here, now we have the most important part of this event. Because you had the showroom. You had the panels. But now it is the biggest part which we're talking about which is going to be the actual guests themselves. Now, this year's New York Comic Con had a lot of guests that were pretty awesome. You had a lot of people walking around. Some people were being incognito. You had some who were just very bizarre. The biggest of them were just... Robert Kirkman was walking around as usual, and you know that he just does whatever. He's always there. But Kay and Peel were there. Cam Peel was walking around. Jack Leeson was there. Matt Smith was there. Of course, you had to have the Doctor. You had uh, Roger Corman was there. You had Paul Sorvino, which I didn't even think he did cons because I thought he was too cool for cons, but apparently he's doing cons. You had Neil deGrasse Tyson was there. Mike Jackson, not to be confused with Michael Jackson. You had Bruce Campbell. And also, I didn't even speak about the outside yet, but we'll get to that. But Bruce Campbell was there. You had... Darcy Montgomery, you had Christopher Maloney, which I really wanted to walk up to him with a can of beans and be like, hey, hey, he wants to talk to you, man, and bring up the whole Wet Hot American Summer shtick. You had all the doctors who were there. You had Ian McShane was there. Lucy Liu was there. Lucy Lawless was there. Lee Majors was there. You had a nice group of guests that were there, and I was a little happy that there were so many there, and it wasn't just nobody it was a good amount of people who were there. The literary guests, you had Bill Fawcett, you had Rebecca Mosetno, Luke Daniels, Joey Graceffa, Joe Jackson Miller, Joe Scalia, David Mack. And they were a decent amount, but there was no one of real super, oh my god, I had to see this person immediately. I mean, the Fosters were there, Amy and Ann Foster, but you didn't have anyone like Terry Pratchett. I think that was sad that I never... I saw his panel, but I wish I could have talked to him. And or saw Stephen King. It just, this year, the literary guests were okay, not great. Comic guests, everybody and their mother was there. Like I said, Humberto Ramos, Ian McGinty, Brad Walker, Katie Cook, Fabian Nicesa, Philip Tan, Joe Harris, Joe Barron, David Barron, David DMC McDaniels, Jill Thompson, and so many other people you don't have no idea who the fuck I'm talking about. But they were there, and it was... A decent amount of guests who were there in the dealer's room and walking around the show floor. Now, as I said, I forgot about the outside. Now, besides the guests, you had the outside ambiance. You had something different this year. You actually had all the food trucks parked underneath the room. And they were underneath the show con floor. They were actually in the parking lot area. And you could go to get the different food trucks. And they had a lobster food truck. They had a mac and cheese food truck. They had a taco food truck. And they had a hot dog food truck. And you had a lot of really good and tasty food. I got a lobster roll, which was not great, but it wasn't bad. I also got a falafel. Falafel was good, not great. I wish I had gotten some steak or something else. But hey, they were done really good. Now on the other side, across from them, you had the various show area where you could take cosplay pictures, which we're going to get to in a minute. Don't worry, cosplay fans. We're going to talk about them in a little bit. But you had the Evil Dead 
cabin again and it looked really cool because hey it's ash vs evil dead and season two was pretty cool we're gonna see how season three is hopefully gonna be it it's evil dead so what can i say evil dead ash killing things and the ghost beaters that's such a fucking fucked up name i love it so much but so from there we had the south park I don't want to say it's a booth. It was just like outside. You could take pictures with various South Park situations. You had Awesomeo. You had Satan. You had um, Jimmy and all the handicapped characters. You had the school. You had the chef's kitchen. You had the fantasy world. You had the bear man pig. You had all these little things for South Park. And it was kind of cool. The line was a little bit crazy. But... Hey, it's South Park and they're still popular, even though after all these years, I'm surprised it wasn't a Simpsons one. I would have rather gone to a Simpsons one, but again, that's me. That's no one else. So now there are so many booths that I didn't talk about that were outside in the area itself. I mean, we could talk about the Nintendo booth, which was just a couple of screens showing their new system. We could talk about the Legends of the Hidden Temple and Nickelodeon booth. We could talk about the Yu-Gi-Oh booth, but they were not really super outstanding. They're just selling their wares and nothing too crazy the only really crazy other booth that i didn't mention was the rick and morty booth now if you remember last season at the end rick after everything goes on gives himself up to the galactic federation and he is become imprisoned for as he said everything forever and it's they have a standee of him in his incarceration cell, and there are two blank ones next to him on the right and the left, and you could actually take a picture of yourself next to Rick being incarcerated, so there was a huge line for it, and since I was cosplaying as the greatest thief of all time, Arsene Lupin III, I had to get a picture. So I got a picture, I thought, that'd be pretty cool, and then to make it even more cool, they actually had a website they went to where if you went to it, you could actually find what you were incarcerated for, and I was thinking, oh, maybe they put me as a super thief, maybe they put me as a, a criminal mastermind or a thug, I don't know. No. According to the website, I was incarcerated for interdimensional intoxication, public indecency, and interdimensional public urination. So apparently I was hopping through portals, doing a lot of very screwed up things, and peeing everywhere. Kind of fun. Probably crazy. I don't remember it happening, but that's what it says, so that's what happened. And that's a good transition to talk about the final thing which we haven't talked about, which are cosplayers. And there were a lot of cosplayers this year. It was a little bit different. Because there was no overarching group. There was a couple of smaller factions that were a little bit higher presence, but nothing too crazy. It wasn't like 2,000 Harley Quinns or 2,000 Homestuckers or 2,000 Naruto people. It was just a very unique mix of things. And if you are going to ask, yes, I found someone cosplaying as Death. That's become my thing. I always find someone cosplaying as Death or one of the Endless. And I found a cosplayer as Death. And she actually reached her hand out to me, which was a little bit creepy, but... It's kind of cool as well. So what were the big cosplays for this year that we really had? There was all over the gamut. There was stuff. There was, besides the booth people, like I said, the person dressed up as one of the companions from Westworld was kind of cool, but they were there on the job. They weren't a cosplayer really. But you had a lot of very unique cosplays going around. Like, for example, my nephew was dressed up as the Flash. He had a cartoon Flash costume, was running around. He was cosplaying all over the place, and everyone was giving him a hug. He actually went to Jessica Negri to see if she'd give him a hug, but she's Jessica Negri, and she's probably busy. But he was taking pictures with everybody, like he was taking pictures with a bunch of girls dressed up as the different Flashes. So you had Zoom, you had Kid Flash and Flash. There was a girl dressed up as 
well, she was dressed up as the goddess Isis. So she had the gold chain wings. He was next to her. You had yip-yips walking around. Fucking yip-yips from freaking Sesame Street. I hate them so much. They're so creepy, but they were there. There was a Voltron walking around dressed up as the new Voltron from the new series. He was pretty badass. You had Robocops walking around. Mega Men walking around. You had aliens walking around. Halo guys walking around. You had Ghostbusters walking around. Siths walking around. Tank girls walking around. A bunch of Federation guys. A bunch of people who had free Rick Sanchez down with the Federation walking around. Because, hey, we want Rick free. A couple of kill the kills walking around, but the big standouts were, f- well, oh, also my brother Zorro, a guy who's definitely not a cosplayer at all. He was cosplaying as the Hulk. So he actually had a muscle shirt on and he painted his face and his hands green. He looked really cool. It's kind of badass. Oh, and there's also barbs walking around from Stranger Things. That was cool. And they also had free Barbara. Where's Barb? Where'd she go? Did she die? And I think she's never coming back, but she's a fan favorite. So now on to the standouts there was a lot of cool standouts a lot of things which you were like oh my god that's amazing there was a bunch of guys walking around as the characters from we happy few now that's a video game which i've been anticipating for a while i'm hoping it comes out soon it's going to be on the xbox on the ps4 on steam and it's a first person uh, alt future past drug game which is like bioshock meets fallout meets orson wells 1981 or 84 it looks cool. I'm excited, but they were dressed up as the the police who were these guys who were kind of like weird bobby hats and they have painted faces. You had those guys walking around. That was a cool standout. You had the Maker walking around. For those who don't know, the Maker is Evil Reed Richards. Someone which cosplaying as him. That was very different. You had a, a female Harley Quinn with a male Harley Quinn. That was just weird and crazy. You had a very, I don't want to say he was stupid looking, but he was—he looked bad. He looked like how Alexander Luther looks in Batman vs Superman. That kind of the Lex Luther with the shitty, my hair is long but it's falling out. You had a guy dressed up as him with the power armor on. That was pretty badass. You had the characters from Eye of the Beholder, the Twilight Zone episode, the Doctors, you know, who had all the frigged up faces, and they were dressed up black and white. That was pretty cool. You had Galactus Pool. Deadpool just was Galactus with a baby uh, Silver Surfer. That was different. You had people walking around as the infected from The Last of Us. You had Botens walking around. You had Naruto's walking around. And, well, like I said, the standouts. You had the deaths walking around. Because there was actually another death. We looked. There were two deaths, like I said. Um, but the standouts. You had the one group that was cross-playing as... Characters from Big Trouble in Little China. So you had a female Lopan, a female Jack Burton, a male Gracie Long, and it looked really just like, what the hell? But it looked so good. It worked so well. And the girl dressed up as Lopan was really hot. So I was like, that's brilliant. I really like that. That's cool. Where is like, oh, we, we made it online. We picked up the shirts on eBay. It looked really cool. And just, it worked so well. They were definitely memorable standout. You had them. You had this guy dressed up as Namor who was outside in the cold. I'm pretty sure he was freezing his ass off. He had the wings on. He had the conch necklace on. He had a giant trident and he had a pair of wings on his feet and a speedo. That's it. So he was naked in October weather and he just looked badass. He looked like he'd kick everybody's ass. I was like, yeah, that looks cool. But also he looks kind of like he's freezing his ass off. But he, he, he committed to it. And I give him props. I really do. You had a lum girl walking around. She looked kind of okay 
He had a guy dressed up as Joel from Mystery Science Theater 9000 with a Tom server that he made himself. He actually is a prop maker and he sells the stuff on Etsy. Uh, the picture will be up on the Flickr account and we'll actually put his Etsy ID on it. You had a lot of Overwatch people walking around, including the pick of the show, the best of them all. A guy dressed up as Reinhardt. Full-size Reinhardt. He's the guy who made Hulkbuster last year, but he made a full one-to-one scale Reinhardt. And as he's walking around, ironically, like I said earlier, he ran into the voice actor for Reinhardt, so that looked kind of cool and crazy. So they were talking and walking around. Like I said, it's a giant fucking Reinhardt with the booster back and everything. It was a one-to-one. It looked just amazing. And all the other tracers walking around. Uh, I can geek out about it enough, but they did a good job with that. You had a girl who actually was missing an arm, cosplaying as... Furiosa from Mad Max. That really cool. You had the Humongous. I was surprised at that. I was like, oh my god, it's the Humongous. What is he doing here? But he was there walking around. You had a group cosplaying as the Thundercats. It's classic ones, not the remake. They were on point. And then I think the other big one was I saw girls dressed up as the characters from Persona 5, which I'm excited for, even though we're getting it in four months five months we're getting it march next year but it was a girl dressed up as panther from persona 5 the female lead i had to look that up because we don't got over here yet and i'm just thinking what else is there was negan's walking around there was of course the guy dressed up as classic power man so he had the yellow jacket the yellow shirt that was really tight the headband the chain on his belt and he had the the bars on his arms he looked like badass he even made his hair the flat top so he gets props there. A couple of Totoros walking around, and there was a couple of JoJo's walking around, and I think one Sin walking around from uh, Full Metal Alchemist, and uh, what is her name? Lita from, or sorry, Makoto from Sailor Moon. I'm trying to think of who else there was. Uh, oh, yeah, there was a lot of Kuro Senseis, a lot of Mega Men, and the probably the most obscure character I saw was Quail Man. And his sister Judy. So Doug Funny and his sister Judy were cosplayed at NYCC 2016. Really random, but really cool too. This year had a very unique gambit, but there was nothing too crazy. The one thing I did notice is that Catwoman and Poison Ivy have been deposed as the DC cosplay girl. The girl that you want if you want to dress sexy. It's now just Harley Quinn. But I think that's where it's been moving to and it really does suck. For On Marvel's side, the big thing was Spider-Gwen. Every girl wanted to be Spider-Gwen or Mary Jane. There was a couple of obscure ones like Dazzler was walking around. It was a girl from the 80s dressed up like she was from the 80s and it looked on point. But nothing super wow or crazy. There was nothing too different. I mean, I think I saw maybe one Squirrel Girl. And there was not a lot of Wonder Woman cosplayers. That was what I was really shocked about. I was like, it's Wonder Woman. We're talking about Wonder Woman. You know, the movie's coming out. Why are there no Wonder Woman walking around? I mean, maybe I missed them, but I didn't see any of them walking around. I mean, I may have seen one, but no one really noticeable. No, I don't know. Maybe I missed it, but I didn't really see it. So, besides that, I did my typical project, which, again, if you look on the Flickr, you could see it. I interviewed a bunch of different cosplayers, asking them what they did in their real life. So, there's pictures on the Flickr of them holding up a whiteboard, telling them what they did. And we had some interesting responses this year. Besides a senator, we had a college applicant... A musician, a mom, an architect, someone who watches Netflix for a living, I don't think that's true, a universal salesman, someone who cleans industrial waste, I think that was bullshit, but whatever, a prop maker, a massage therapist, 
and an accountant and a lawyer. So this proves to everybody that cosplayers are not just crazy people who spend all their time actually just making their costumes. They actually do real things. They work hard and they actually just do this as a hobby. And you can still make this work even if you own a real job. You can try doing this and you can make it work. If you enjoy cosplaying, work at it. It's perfectly fine. So overall, NYCC 2016 was a good con. It wasn't the best con, but it was a fun con. It had a decent atmosphere. I still feel like they're shitting more and more on the manga fans and anime fans. They're pushing them more into the corner and it's more about comics. But I, I get that it's a comic convention. We shouldn't really push away all the fans. You know, you shouldn't be just focusing on the one demographic. You should kind of make it more inclusive for everybody because everybody's money is worth it. We're all paying to see the same stuff. Anyway, the constructive criticism I have, I think that the new system for the login is a little better. I feel that you should keep the four-day and three-day passes. I think it should be a little more streamlined. I feel that the one issue I had is the manga is separate everywhere, even though it is a very large demographic. I The panels were done well, but they were all in obscure places. I feel it's a little unusual that you have your video games and your other games in the basement i think that should be on the same floor as the artist i may put that in the block and move something downstairs that's non-essential not the board games because people do buy that and my brain just popped in remember the biggest thing of all thing i spent the most money on the super fight booth was the one exception and that looked great because it is super fight and super fight is big and so is red flag but you could have another section devoted to games and put in a bigger section i mean i'd say Make the panel that you had in that little corner next to Dirk Gently. Put that in the in that big area. Just make it one big panel room so you have two different big panel rooms. As opposed to, we're going to throw this in a corner so there's a bunch of other shit going on and you have the panel right there. So I'm going to just sit there and watch. Actually have the panel in another area. You have more real estate, more room to do things. But that's my point on it. The Hammerstein Ballroom, you can do your own thing. But it is, the con is getting a little bit too big for itself. And you may have to move it somewhere else, but there's no else to move it. So I don't know what you can do. Anyway, I babbled enough about this, the little things. It's like I said, it's a great con. I really enjoy it. I think it is a little pricey, but it is something you could experience at least once. I feel that I wish there was a little more representation. I don't like the fact that I saw people there who were at press passes who obviously weren't pressed. They just bought it and they were hacking it or selling it. And, you know, you have people who actually want to do press want to actually talk about it and they get screwed, but then you have these morons getting messed up. Uh, the food there is terrible, but there's none you can do about that. That's Javits Center. I don't know. I just, I feel that overall the con was good. There were some great aspects, some negative aspects. And I feel that moving forward, they will try to improve and make it better. And if they don't, well, I think that's it. I think I'm just spent my brains going in circles because it's been a long weekend and I really enjoy this. But you will see more coming up. I have a lot of interviews, a lot of other things going on. We're going to let you know what happened with all the other little interviews and little recordings. So... Stay tuned to check out the Flickr site and check out everything. Remember, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email me at spirekin at gmail.com. I'm also at zanspirekin.com, X-A-N-S-P-R-A-K-N. And we're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can check out any of our earlier episodes at the website. And I hope you guys enjoy. Catch you guys next time. And remember, this is your host, Zan. I'm Gonsville. See ya.